Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hello. Hello. <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zayda Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spencer. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You're watching and listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stan C, Ro Moran, Chino Liao, and the returning Ronwa, ASH. Back on your screens and in your ear holes. Oh, Ronwa, magparamdam ka na sa mga dabar kads mo. Matiin mo sila. I mean, I missed you all. I mean, did you really think I'm not going back in the live stream? I don't think nobody thought that. They just missed you. Yeah. Relax, relax. Why are you cutting a promo, Rowan? Yeah. He's he coming in hot. No, away agad yung mga ano eh. I mean, they figured, baka they listened to our previous audio-only episode. Sinabi ko, I'll be back in December. But, uh, surprise! Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Congrats. <laughs> no, 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 congrats. Uh, you know, you, you got a break from school because uh, Undas week. Yep. So you got a free naka nakasingit ka ngayon. Yeah. Uh good to have Rowan back. Good to have everybody back uh in the crew. We've got a fuller house than usual as well in the comments. Thank you so much for joining us as always. If you're catching the audio only version on Spotify or whatever podcatcher you're on, please don't forget to subscribe. Give us a five-star rating as well. It goes a long way towards letting people know that you love what you're hearing. Here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Shempre, it's a big week for us here in the wrestling community because we've got Crown Jewel happening over the weekend. And if you want to be part of the growing Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community that will be enjoying Crown Jewel uh, at midnight on Sunday, here's how you can be part of the fun. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I uh, got two pay-per-views this month. Uh, that's uh, coming up first is Crown Jewel, as you mentioned, happening this Sunday night, starting at midnight until 3 or 4 a.m. So if you want to be part of that and the succeeding uh, Full Gear watch party as well, all you got to do is subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. For as low as $5, you get access to our Discord community where we talk about a whole bunch of things and where we do the watch parties. We get exclusive review content, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, pay-per-views, premium live events, live events here in the scene, local scene. And also you get um, merch. You get our reliable 
WWP face mask and malapit na ang Black Friday. So that means we are about to do a pasabay from online stores, WWE Shop, Shop AEW, Pro Wrestling Tea, Suplex from the UK, a whole bunch of other places. Rowan, I think, is ready to join in the fun. If you can be a part of that just by subscribing, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as five dollars or whatever that is now in pesos. Yeah. Uh but the naman natin see babyface producer Gel hey, in the comments. Gel, what up, man? Hey, Everyone is here, even you. So that's that makes it special. All right. Uh, let's start with our news from outside the ring. And we got to talk about the Wall Street Journal report that says that uh, there might be an imminent attack now from Iran uh, towards Saudi Arabia. And syempre, dahil may WWE event in Saudi Arabia, affected tayong wrestling fans, affected ang WWE. According to mga wrestling reporters, WWE reportedly has security protocols and emergency contingencies in place kung merong issue and that you know, WWE is also hopeful that everything will turn out fine and that Crown Jewel will proceed without any major hiccups or, you know, any at all. So, what do you guys think about uh, tong balita na to? Parang napaka weird lang din ng timing na the week that a major show for WWE takes place in Saudi, biglang may ganitong hanash. Ro? Uh, I think it's not a coincidence. I think the threat is because there's a major show, there's a major American thing happening in uh, Saudi Arabia in the Middle East, I think, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to protect themselves from this. I don't know. Tinuba, does WWE have a private army that they can deploy to repel the attacks? When it was something, you know, anti-air or uh, bomb sniffers or whatever. I, I'm sure this, the Saudi authorities are able to do that, uh, are able to protect them. But, uh, you know, you never know. And honestly, I wouldn't, Put the the boys and the girls at risk like this. Kung tayo nga, di ba, nakakabomb threat sa school, sa college, di ba? Pinapauwi tayo. Why risk it just because uh, there is big money on the line uh, from Saudi? Ikaw, Chino, what do you think about uh, something like this? You know, in the four years since WWE and uh, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia have been working together, I think this is the biggest question mark in terms of, wow, can this really affect the entire event? Yeah. It's interesting because this reminds me of a of an event that happened a few years ago. Nung pumutok yung volcano sa Reykjavik uh, in yeah, Iceland, yeah, yeah. and a lot of the wrestlers got stranded, and they had to work around the entire rosters just so they could put up a show for that night, di ba? Para double booking yung mga tao. It's and again iba to kasi di ba yun natural disaster yun yung yuasa. This might be a a terror attack or an act of war. But it also reminds me of that because there's a very real possibility that these wrestlers might fly to Saudi Arabia and might not be able to leave right away. It's a very real thing that, that needs to be addressed right now. And sana, with the dami ng pera na binabato ni uh, prince ng Saudi Arabia dito sa event na to, and him building the line and whatever he has, going on in this neck of the woods. Sana na, na- consider din yung threat na to to a certain extent because it's it's a real serious uh, consideration here. Yeah, there's a report from Reuters that came out kanina that says that Iran is denying that it's posing a threat. So, you know, they're, uh, you know naturally they're downplaying everything. Ikaw, Rowan, from the perspective of a wrestling fan who just really wants to enjoy wrestling wherever in the world it may be, how does this make you feel? You know, one thing we learned from the WWE is despite any gulo or like real life 
uh, real world event na mangyayari, they would still have the show go on. And I think magpupush through pa rin sila kahit may ganitong threats na mangyayari. I mean, I remember back then, tribute to the troops. Kahit merong gulo, pumasok pa rin sila like they had their event, nag-taping pa rin sila and they went home safe naman. So I think it will be the same case. Uh, people in the chat are referencing the travel issues from 2019. Yeah, uh, what happened at the time was uh, when the travel issues happened, the Raw uh, superstars and the NXT superstars were all brought in. Sakto, it was about a week or two before Survivor Series. Kaya uh, they were able to write around it and justify na Raw and NXT were taking over SmackDown at the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was why the Carl Anderson said he would never go back to Saudi ever again. And then now he's going back to Saudi. And then he <laughs> screwed over NJPW in the process. And now there's this. So uh, was it really worth it, Carl? Uncle Carl? So he's going to have the, that, oh my God, moment uh Saudi or Japan. a crossroads terminal before he boards because what the fuck the situation. Yeah, it's uh, it's very unfortunate na it appears to be, you know, at the very least a threat to everybody involved. So I just hope that everything goes off smoothly and nobody gets hurt. Everyone is able to fly in, do the show and, you know, get home as as safe as possible, right? Okay, uh, let's move on to some really sad news that we saw as we were having dinner just the other night. Uh, One third of Migos take off. He passed away. Uh, very violent incident involving a dice game. Uh, now, to me, as a fan of hip hop, parang man, a lot of these rappers lose their lives uh, because of these sometimes just unfortunate and uh, downright stupid circumstances. For those of you who don't know Migos, they were at day one. So that photo is from their appearance on day one. They accompanied RK Bro during their match against the Usos. Takeoff is the guy in the RK Bro shirt, yung katabi ni Becky Lynch na naka-black. So you know, by all accounts, Migos were big uh, wrestling fans, which is why they did make an appearance at the show. And you know, it's just really sad for those of us who follow hip-hop here. Yeah, uh, you, you hit it on the head. Like, it's sad, it's unfortunate, it's also kind of silly, uh, it's also senseless, if we're being honest about it, because an innocent guy didn't have to die like that, especially when people loved him so much and that he had a whole life ahead of him. So, big loss dinto for the wrestling community, because anytime that someone in the mainstream supports our, you know, our beloved sport, our beloved uh, sports entertainment industry, big blow din yan, because that's one less person who could you know, fight for and itaguyod ang pro wrestling sa buong mundo. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest Migos fan here, but syempre, I am a, a listener of hip hop. So, It's very sudden that the guy to take off died under the age of thirty. Major yun yung shocking sa He was very young when he passed away, and an uh, unfortunate victim of gun violence in the U.S. and uh, yeah, uh, if there's anything else I just want to say, uh, don't go looking for the photos and don't share them because they're really graphic and really disturbing. So, yon, just really sad. Uh, rest in peace to take off. And I hope na sina Quavo and Offset find some form of peace, some form of solace throughout this really tough time. 
All right, uh, we're going to continue with some of our news from outside the ring in a bit. Yeah, there, but uh, Glendale, I just want to correct Glendale there. He's not part of Ric Flair Drip. Almost forgot that myself. Uh, that's just Offset and uh, 21 Savage and the rest. Although I'm sure he would have loved to be part of that as well. Yeah, I mean, Ric Flair himself was in the music video, deba. Right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, yeah, uh, let's take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about the Shinsuke Nakamura announcement. Yung match against the Great Muda, as well as uh, the Johnny Gargano reveal on Raw and your crown jewel predictions. All of that happening in a bit. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Let's get to some shout outs over on Kumu. Saying hey to Tunichi who added me on Instagram. Oh, that's it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> fin- <laughs> so now yeah. we don't have to say his name at least. Right? Yeah, Tony. What's up, man? Uh, he also sent us a bunch of halo halo. And hey. uh, thank you that for that, man. Abby also sent us a welcome sticker. Good evening, good evening. Hey to everyone who has joined us on the stream on Kumu. Keep smashing those hearts. We are at 1,049 likes right now. So I think the more you smash the hearts, the more uh, you let Kumu know that you enjoy the wrestling talk on the platform. So yeah. Oh, hapan uh, na Kumu. Yeah. Let's let them know. <laughs> we don't know anything. Just for the record, wala tayong alam. Oh, sinasabi ko lang kasi ba, life is short, guys. Anything can get taken away again. Anyway, let's move on. Let's talk about Shinsuke Nakamura and the announcement that he will be competing for Pro Wrestling Noah on their January 1 show against the legendary Great Muda. Tama no na, he's, uh, this is part of the Great Muda's last dance type of run? Yeah, it's his retirement tour. So there's a lot of circumstances surrounding this. So first, they uh, Noah asked WWE a while back, as in as far back as when Vince McMahon was still uh, in charge of the company. So Vince being Vince, Menjo, he was being hard to get about it. So they kind of dropped that. And then they tried approaching AEW. And then for some reason, that didn't fly. And then when Triple H came to power, I think he heard about how Noah approached WWE. And he was the one to reach out to Noah again, asking if the opportunity was still open. So huge deal. I think Noah specifically asked for Shinsuke. Shinsuke hadn't wrestled for the company in a long, long time. So this is huge. And Chempre 
forbidden door levels. It's especially rare when WWE does it. The last time they did it was back in NXT when they flew over Jushin Thunder Liger to face Tyler Breeze. And you know, this is big. This is big that a main roster star... Uh, sorry, the last time they did it was when they sent Kenta over to Noah. Sorry. Uh, thanks, Glendale, for reminding me. So big deal because a main roster star, not NXT, not 205 Live, a guy actually on SmackDown is competing for a different company altogether. So this is huge. Chino na buta mo ba si Great Muta sa WCW? Yeah, I, I remember seeing Great Muta and I remember being afraid of him. So now that he's actually running out his his career with with Noah, it's just first of all it makes me feel old. Second of all, it also brings a tear to my eye because you just remember these guys at resting at their prime. It was a skin gave a heartfelt uh, promo with the great Buddha when he was doing his AEW run, right? saying how they brought the best out of each other. The so great Buddha, the originator of Green Mist, everybody who was a fan of wrestling at the time was afraid of the Green Mist and the impact that the great Buddha had in the wrestling industry. It's just a first crossover stars from Japan at that time. So it's, so it's actually very poignant to see a current WWE Japanese superstar wrestle a, a legend like Great Muta. Rowan, uh, as someone who uh, is probably too young to have really witnessed the Great Muta, is this the type of match you would go out of your way to watch? Yes, actually, because I like inter-promotional matches. Just like what Rose said, it reminds me actually of Jushin Thunder Liger going to NXT to face Tyler Breeze. And it also reminds me of that time Chris Jericho flew over to New Japan to face Kenny Omega for the US title. So this is really big. I mean, I expect not in lahat. We all manifested that we're, there's going to be like a forbidden door type of thing in the Triple H era of the WWE. Yeah, I guess the difference then with the Jericho thing is that he wasn't under contract. Na nagpaalam lang siya kay Vince at the time oh, really? because yeah, yeah, he wasn't under contract. Ginawa lang niya out of delicadeza. So he actually talks about this on uh, his podcast. Na yeah. there weren't really any plans for Jericho at the time with WWE. So ito different talaga because Nakamura is a fully active superstar under contract and everything. So yeah, really, really huge deal here. Really huge coup as well for Noah to have been able to pull it off. Any other thoughts before we proceed to ano, the main roster? I have to correct. Sorry, go ahead. I was just, I'm just going to really quickly correct people here and Glendale specifically who said that Nakamura is going to be wrestling at Noah for the first time. No, he was. Uh, he wrestled Go Shiozaki back in 2010 after they both did it first in NJPW. So in the crossover shows to Noah. So it's not his first time. So must common ang uh, crossing over in Japan. Ang ganda lang din nung, nung mga nagsasabi dito na there's a huge possibility that this might be Muta is inducted to the WWE Hall of Fame. I would love to see that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure everybody who's a wrestling fan would love to see that as well. Yeah, I guess when you consider yung contributions niya to WCW alone, di ba? And the fact that it's technically part of WWE because of the, the purchase back in 2001. I guess that makes sense. All right, moving on. Let's talk about Johnny Gargano and the big reveal 
that uh, the Miz and Dexter Loomis had a working relationship naman pala. Like, that's how it all began. They even referenced Dexter Loomis uh, having been released, being a struggling artist. They had the nice little uh, reenactments na puro si Johnny Gargano umaarte. What do you guys think about the way that this was all put together? Let's start with Rowan. Itong big reveal ni Johnny Gargano. Was it great? Yeah, I mean, my favorite thing, like na mentioned mo na, is the reenactments. It reminds me of Dark Side of the Ring only with comedy. Like, parang, you know, mentioned like, yung release ni Dexter Loomis and how he left <laughs> in the Hartwell. Na gumanap din si Johnny Gargano. Uh, mm. Yung nagi stick figure si Johnny Gargano. That's hilarious. Ikaw, mm-hmm. Chino, do you like this type of storytelling from the main roster? I, I do. Because listen, last week I was complaining about how they didn't have backstory for this Dexter Johnny relationship. But now Johnny himself actually explains it to us in such an untraditional fashion. That parang yes, factual show, but then at the same time, it's just hella funny and very, very entertaining. So I good job to the main roster people, the writers in that uh, that side of the world. Because ang galeng lang hindi never in a million years would I ever think that papasok tong kind of humor in twenty twenty two. But good job for them. Yeah, let's stick with the the point on the humor uh, for a quick bit, and let's go to Ro here because uh, Johnny Gargano for so many years was the type of character that you wouldn't really associate with the comedy, lalo na yung underdog act in uh, NXT. So it wasn't until the way happened that he really got to flex his comedic chops, and immediately we're actually getting to do that right away on the main roster. Yeah, uh, syempre, uh, a guy like Johnny knows that even though you're a good wrestler and people like you for being a good wrestler and that's what they remember you for, you can't get as far as possible in the business without showing a lot more personality. And the best way to do that is to be funny. So you see a bunch of super serious guys you know, dipping their toes in comedy from guys like Kurt Angle to Minoru Suzuki even. Right? So they're not above, uh, you know, Putting themselves in that spot, so super serious business. So it's good that Johnny was able to find that he's a natural at this. He's really good. Also, we gotta give props to uh, Triple H's TV writers in WWE Creative. So if you're the kind of fan who doesn't like the fact at first na uh mga hollywood writers writing for a wrestling company like WWE i think we now know that the only reason why that didn't fly before is because vince you know had to shoot them down a lot if you listen to freddie prince junior's podcast he talks about having a lot of good ideas na to shoot down lang talaga and it goes to show that you you know Drawing influences and insights from those uh, from those fields can go a long way in making a watchable pro wrestling product. So other companies should take note of this, I think. Yeah, we've said naman for a long, long time that wrestling and pop culture always go hand in hand. So it's it's a nice way to channel yung curiosity natin, di ba? Na parang, oh, ano nga ba talagang nangyari between uh, these characters? In this case, the fact that they gave the voyeuristic element of uh, Johnny having recorded that conversation with The Miz and Dexter Loomis. I thought that was Chef's Kiss right there because it really fed into Pagachismoso natin. No, no, I was just going to say that it's not pop culture, but rather they're actually now following the basics of creative writing, of drama, of fiction. Right? So there's that. Na- Whereas before they met him, ganun, but you know, it was also subject to the mercy of yeah. Vince's ever changing mind. 
mas conducive na yung place for ideas to flow freely because the man in charge is actually more open to working to a collaborative effort with these people. Diba? Natin. Shinsuke Nakamura gets to wrestle in Noah. Diba? And if that was Vince still in charge, unfortunately, we don't expect that. So this time around, I can honestly be grateful for the fact that si Vince McMahon yung naiwan in charge. Even if he doesn't have things Alright, let's cross over to AEW real quick before we dip our toes into our crown jewel predictions and let's talk about Katsuyori Shibata making his return to AEW and challenging Orange Cassidy for the All-Atlantic Championship. Ro, I saw on your Twitter this afternoon that you were pretty upset that people were commenting on TikTok natin that they didn't know who Shibata was and that they were being dismissive about it. Nidaman's upset. It's more like I expected it already. Because okay, uh, a lot of okay, a lot of the people on our TikTok, we have uh, over ten thousand followers now. It's a given that most of them will be tuned into WWE. Because for the longest time, WWE has been synonymous with pro wrestling, with mainstream pro wrestling. Yes, I'm annoyed by the fact that these are a lot of these WWE stands are dismissive of AEW just because it's the other brand, as though you're not allowed to enjoy the other brand. But you know, it's fine. Must amaze the whole actually that this is Shibata's second real match back. The first actual match back was a five minute exhibition, so that wasn't much. And then he did the match versus uh, Ren Narita, I believe, a while back. And then now his second real match is in AW, as uh, one would have thought that NJPW would have used him to, you know, add a little more star power to their cards, but. Apparently not. AEW is where it's at. And this is big because it's Orange Cassidy. I We've already talked about this in you know the past few weeks that Orange Cassidy is on another level right now. This is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, to watch Shibata again. If people would tune in, then they're going to be in for a treat, I think, especially with Orange Cassidy staring opposite him in the ring. Rowan, when you talk about AEW, the uh, target market has always been the hardcore fan. But people like us, people like you who are watching this podcast on Thursday at 7pm. So by bringing in someone like Shibata who hardcore fans more often than not recognize immediately, isn't that something that's on brand for a company like AEW? Oh, I want to admit that I don't want to be pretentious. I have no clue who Shibata is. But all I know about him is that uh, he's a guy who retired uh, years ago, and then he had this in-ring return just this year. I'm actually surprised that I know he's gonna have the title match this week, like sa Rampage. Yeah, I guess uh, so. Sulit and Anila, but I don't think he's uh, sticking around uh, in whatever area they're in for very long. Because uh, isn't he based in LA? Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's still training the LA dojo, so that's why he's here. But you know, uh, NJPW has had a bunch of America shows, so you know, like that. Ako before on those shows when they could have used him. But maybe uh, my theory now is that maybe the Orange Cassidy match is going to be lighter on his body than your typical strong style puro rest match, uh, hard hitting. Igalchino, what are your expectations for this one? First of all, I want to see Shibata back back to his old hard hitting self, but. Uh... Some of the hardest hits I've ever seen in a New Japan ring come from him. I didn't really expect it to come from somebody that skinny. <laughs> but yeah, it's just so, so 
and I was just taken aback in the very first matches. Yeah, and and I hope that this time around he's actually healthier to deliver out more punishment. Now, in terms of Orange Cassidy, tamang si he is on another level right now. He has shown that he's not just a gimmick anymore. That he can actually wrestle against top talent and put out good matches. So, sana ganun din yung mangyari with somebody like Shibata, who is, I feel like, a contrasting style to Orange Cassidy. So, so I'm, I'm expecting fireworks and I'm expecting a good match. Yeah, uh, it's going to be on Rampage, which is live. Uh, just to answer yung question ni Aries in the comments. Uh, live yung Rampage this week. And yes, uh, tama si Admin Angelo na SmackDown yung tape. Or see Facebook user. I uh, have no idea who that is. Uh, that Roman J? Uh, no, it's Roman J. It's okay. yeah. Alan, uh, is that you? <laughs> I, I have no idea. But <laughs> SmackDown yung tape, guys. Because uh, the roster is traveling to Saudi, right? So if you want to know what happens on SmackDown, you can just Google the spoilers at your own risk. Right. Uh, sticking with AEW, someone else made their return, and that's Colt Cabana. He's back uh, now that CM Punk is nowhere near the locker room. Uh, it's good to see Colt back. Kind of sad na hindi a Dark Order. But I guess so much time has passed since he last appeared with the Dark Order that I guess it made sense to bring him back to the Boom Boom character. And si Colt challenge kay Chris Jericho for the ROH World Championship. So what did you make of uh, this Colt Cabana appearance, Chino? Very um, random. It makes sense for him. Uh, I kind of forgot that he was in the ROH. Was he an ROH champion? Uh, no. Well, not um, world champion. That not world champion. champion yeah. He was an ROH champion. Right. Yeah, I guess uh, uh, is he's not Dark Order anymore. Um, I don't know what warranted that reboot since it's also, it also makes sense for them to just keep him in the Dark Order because so much time has passed instead of trying to recreate his new persona. So to speak, uh, my original gimmick, niya, but he's been part of the Dark Order for so long, and it's kind of been uh, forgotten to a certain extent. But anyway, with regards to Cole coming back, Chepe, you want to see your wrestlers work. So congrats to Cole for being back, especially in an environment, rather, sorry, that isn't as toxic because what happens to CM Punk. Hey, Goro, what do you think about uh, Colt being back? I thought it was fun. Uh, deserving one, yes. I did miss watching Colt Cabana. No matter what they say about it, I do have a strong feeling that CM Punk really was or had something to do with him not being booked on AEW TV anymore. So it's also no coincidence that he gets to come back, especially now that Punk is gone. And especially in a Chris Jericho segment because after it was revealed reportedly that Chris Jericho called Punk a cancer to the locker room to his face so that's all pretty funny to me and siempre vindicated si ano, uh, uh, Colt Cabana as Dashboard Confessional likes to say I'm glad that he gets to wrestle again. I'm glad he got to stay in the company after he was there first and he still has a job. I'm glad that he has his moment right now in the uh, really blurry ROH AEW line distinction. So it's all pretty fun. I hope that this means that he gets to appear more on TV. Um, doesn't matter if it's dark or the TV shows itself. I don't care. I just want to see more cold. Uh, Rowan, sagutin natin yung tanong ni Admin Angelo. Since Jericho is out to target former ROH champions, I guess at this point, regardless if it was a singles title or a tag title, which former champion do you want to face Jericho? Uh, let's see. 
in any title, no? Like tag yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. He said, he said, and basta champion ka ng ROH. Uh, I guess, kung pwede lang ibalik si, who's that uh, previous guy that Cesaro beat? Si I Jonathan think, Gresham? Yeah, 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 Jonathan Gresham. I think they would have a banger of a match. Like sila ni Jericho. Sama ng loob din siya sa AEW. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> that is the problem. Pero parang, I'm impressed with his work. Like, I saw some of his work until umalis siya. But I would really love to see him back. Pero sana magkaayos na sila ng AEW. Mm-hmm. Itong si Fred sa comment section, sana yung realistic naman. Nigel McGuinness is retired, dude. Come on. No, no, no. There is something to what Fred said. Kasi... Nigel has mentioned, or someone has been pointed out that Nigel didn't really retire; he just stopped. And uh, one of the reasons, or one of the possible reasons, why he left or was fired from WWE is that he may want to attempt a comeback. So there might be something there to Fred's suggestion. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Uh, a lot of people also pointing out the mga former champions na nasa WWE na ngayon, and I'm I'm pretty sure, but uh, that's highly unlikely given uh, where things stand between these companies. Emil, uh, Algenerico. Uh, Rowan Chino. Dead. Sorry, Rowan. Algenerico is dead. Emil. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a name out there. I don't know where he is, but I'd love to see Austin Aries back. Oh God. Uh, there's a reason why you don't know where he is right now. Uh, just a name for for real for a real uh, for real possible pick. Probably Samoa Joe. Oh yeah, what's, yeah. He, doing? Oh, what's yeah. he doing? What's he doing now? He's, 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 champion, right? he's, he's the TV, TV champ. champ. Yeah. yeah okay. So well, I mean, Samoa Joe might play for a good match good chair. I don't want to see that. Okay, Igaro. Uh Kinuba. Kevin Owens would be fun. Low key, because I'm, you know, deep down, despite yeah. despite being a terrible person, uh, I'm still kind of a low key mark. So I think that would be a fun match. All right. Okay, leave your fantasy booking suggestions in the comments uh, for those uh, wrestlers, those former ROH champions that you want to face, Chris Jericho, as we get to crown jewel predictions. All right. Uh, f- of course, that's available on the WWE Network on Sunday midnight Philippine Standard Time. My Tagalog commentary, parin. And I guess just an, uh, as an update for everybody who was asking uh, during the Disney Plus announcement, Tagalog commentary will be part of the Disney Plus package. I can tell you that. So once WWE content gets uh, migrated to Disney Plus, kasama kami don. So yun, um, something you guys can look forward to when that deal is uh, is consummated formally. In the meantime, big picture stuff. Meron ba kayong ina-expect out of Crown Jewel? You know, aside from like the real world stuff that's hovering over the event. I wonder how long it'll be before we get a Crown Jewel inside the line. Like, the is what? that... You know, what? Yung build the city. Have you guys never... Ah, the line. Really <laughs> yeah, the line. The line. line right. 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 It's just something to throw out there. I wonder if that's a possibility. I'm sure it is. Because, you know, but no, 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 I don't think so. Because you need a big stadium and the line is supposed to be super narrow. It's just, ah, yeah. it's narrow and then it's going to be super long. So it's like one big corridor and there's no space for a stadium in the line. Yeah, it's about it. They're supposed to have a wall there. Yeah. Okay, uh, big picture predictions. Rowan, or big picture expectations from the PLE? Uh, I think Bo Dallas will come back since they announced that Bray Wyatt will make an appearance. 
So baka mamaya doon na rin lumabas si Uncle Howdy. Baka it turns out to be a Bo Dallas repackage. That's not a big picture prediction. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, what are we talking about? Man? I thought big that... picture predictions. Oh. I, I guess I have to ask. No, example ng big picture. Oh, so wala ako eh. uh, there's not much because you know it's a lot of people are actually uh, not as you know not as hyped for it because I think uh, like Chino they're not really all in uh, for the Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns match. So that's a big draw, diba? That's a big draw of the show, and. A lot of people are writing it off just because it's Logan Paul. But siyempre, for the rest of us, uh, Logan Paul can actually wrestle. So that could be fun. But uh, for the actual show itself, it doesn't really seem too special to me. Like, I don't know. Uh, they did their job in telling the stories, but nothing here kind of wows me right now. Uh, I don't know why. I can't tell you why. Because they've been working hard in telling these okay stories. It's just that uh, maybe I'm tired of all of these storylines that I kind of want to move on to something different. All right. Uh, let's start off with the Women's Tag Team Championship. Ito, uh, sobrang sudden change in the story. Now Alexa and Asuka are the tag team champions. Uh, Rowan, did you expect them to win the titles as soon as they returned? Which we didn't even expect heading into this week's Raw. I think they should have won it in a pay-per-view. But now that there's a rematch for the Women's Tag Team Championship, I feel like damage control yung belts. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ikaw, Chino. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling here. I feel like they're going to play hot potato with these tag titles. And I, I don't know if that's a good idea for the division. Since magiging Sasha Charlotte scenario naman to from all the way back in, was that, 20... 20- 12? I can't remember. 2016 naman. Wala pa sila sa main roster naman. Let's see, 2016. Fine. Uh, but yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. When they could have been, they could be, uh, they can do stories so much better than that nowadays. But that, that being said, I feel like damage control walk away with the title series. Rose, sabi ni Chino, he doesn't like the hot potatoing of the tag titles, but you said in your Patreon review na ideally, tag team championship re- uh, reigns should be short. Yeah, to be fair to Chino's point, he said that, you know, the titles have been focused on four people. That's actually not true because they have been defending it on SmackDown against Raquel and Shotzi, so there's that. Uh, it may include the Manila, but, you know, uh, you're right in as far as the main movement is on the teams on Raw. I think that Tag title reigns should be short, but not that short. Nah, you win it on Monday and lose it on Saturday. Right? Not like that. It's because of that that I hope that they don't lose it because they already, they already won it. So stick with it. Commit to it. Uh, run with the ball and deal with this. Uh, move on after you successfully defend the championship. Tapos, iba naman, iba naman. Uh, let's have damage control move on. Hopefully, flesh themselves out as a faction, as individual wrestlers. That's all I wanted from, from this. That's kind of why I'm tired of it because they've been fighting endlessly with no real reason. So, despite how the writers on Raw have been writing okay storylines for other people, They've also been not doing as well for other people then. So, sana they get to share the wealth in that regard. 
Okay, so split decision tayo on this one. Uh, Ro predicts Asuka and Alexa. Uh, Rowan and Chino predict damage control to win back the tag team championships. All right, uh, moving on to you match the Uncle Carl, the six-man tag between the OC and Judgment Day. Chino, let's start with you. Who do you think is walking away with the W? I think I think uh, Judgment Day walk away with the W. Rhea Ripley might play a factor in this match, so that might help the victory their way. I also feel like, I don't know what the contact status is of the Good Brothers, but I, I also feel that this might be one of the last times we see them uh, together. For some wow. Parang binalik sila to have somebody to go up against a judgment day. I, you know yeah, I, mean? I agree with that, yeah. Right? So parang this, this might just be like the end of the line for them after this. Okay. Uh, Rowan, do you think uh, magkakares back yung OC dito? Kasi technically, dehado pa rin sila because the Judgment Day has Rhea Ripley. I think JD or Judgment Day should win. Kasi they need to get more wins. Kasi they've been kolelat for the past few months. Although nanalo si Finn against Edge last Extreme Rules. Yeah, but uh, do you expect the OC to have rest back? Uh, actually, there could be a fourth, wom- uh, fourth person, like some... Diva or it has to be a woman because women, women. I said diva totally. Uh, probably, actually, a lot of people are speculating. Bakasi Raquel Gonzalez or Rodriguez, Raquel Rodriguez, who could be the fourth person in OC. Igoro, mm-hmm. uh, sabi sabi ni Chino na he expects you know, the OC to be done after this. We haven't really seen much of that in WWE. I don't think. The OC are going to be done, but I do agree with Chino na parang binalik sila for this feud just so that uh, AJ isn't facing the Judgment Day one on three, one on four, diba? Same way Edge did. Uh, I do believe that the OC is able to lose. They can eat a loss without really making it look bad for them. So I also predict a Judgment Day win because they need it bad. I'm kind of in with the Judgment Day at this point before I wasn't so much because I. I thought they were so weird. But now I just see them as the 2022 Bullet Club. So I'm all, all in with that. And, you know, it's a vehicle for Rhea Ripley to get even more over. So let's have him dominate the Raw roster. Let's just go for that. All right. Next up, we're going to talk about the steel cage match between Drew McIntyre and Karrion Cross. So this is an extension of the feud which led them to the strap match. Shabazz Scarlett got involved. She pepper sprayed Drew, which led to Karrion Cross picking up the win nung Extreme Rules. Uh, Rowan, what do you think about uh, this match? All right, so I'm not really impressed with Karrion Cross's victory from Extreme Rules. I think he needs this win, pero based from the like the wrestling logic, it's gonna be Drew McIntyre is gonna win because it's gonna be like parang best of three. Like, that's the way I see it. So it's going to be Drew for me. Okay. Kung ganun, the Chino dapat may rubber match pa after the steel cage match. But they uh, said na they have to settle everything inside yeah. the steel cage. So what do you think? I think Karrion Cross wins. I do not think they can afford to make him look weak for very long. Kasi naka-question yung credibility niya the longer this goes on. Uh, remember, he won dubiously during the strap match. It wasn't even a decisive win. Scarlett had to get involved. So for for if they are really serious about this Carrigan Cross project, they need they need to make him win decisively in a cage match. And I feel like Drew 
can eat a loss and still be okay in the long run. Let's piggyback off that point, Ro, and answer Glendale's question at the same time. Does Drew have anything to gain or lose here? He doesn't have anything to gain because uh, na established naman siya as a uncrowned champion, I think, nung uh, Clash at the Castle. So he can eat a loss; doesn't make him look bad. On that note, I'm like uh, I'm so over. <laughs> I'm kind of out of this feud. I'm not over carrying crosses yet, but I'm out of this feud because of how they booked that uh, strap match finish. So they have one more chance to win me back over by having this be as brutal as possible. Carrion Cross because has a specific niche audience, a uh, specific subsection of the audience. Now, those who like big men who are brutal, but he hasn't really reached that level for me yet. So this is the time. Kill each other, kick each other's ass, do that here. And I know Cross is going to win. That's my prediction. So... It's just a matter now of how they're going to get there. Yeah, I think I get what you're trying to say. Now, parang si Karrion Cross yung tipong wrestler you would book for an event like GCW Bloodsport. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. All right. Uh, one more match before we go to break. Let's talk about the Usos and the Brawling Brutes for the Undisputed Tag Team Championship. Ito medyo sudden din, but they've kind of been building up to it. And we have been alluding to it on the podcast. Now, it seems to be one of those building blocks on the way to Sheamus versus Roman Reigns. So, Ikaw Rowan, do you think na the Usos are going to uh, are, are going to end their reign here hindi sila aabot dun sa record ng New Day? Yeah, I feel like the Usos are going to uh lose the titles this time. Talaga? Okay. Really? Yeah, wow. okay. I, I'm thinking kasi Sami Zayn is not going to be at Crown Jewel because yeah. you know, feeling ko he could have helped if He's allowed to go there. So, feeling called the Brawling Brutes will bring home the title. Titles. That's not a very oozy prediction, Rowan. Ego <laughs> Chino. Yeah, I'm going to say the Usos retain here. Parang, yes, it might be a building block to Sheamus versus the Tribal Chief, pero giving the Brawling Brutes, uh, that's a mouthful, the Brawling Brutes, there we go, the titles right away might be jumping the gut too early. They need to let the story simmer for a little bit. So I feel like the Usos and versus the Brawling Brutes might actually be a good start for that. Okay. Oh, Ro, break the tie. Usos, you know, uh, it's not the time. It's just not the time. If they couldn't beat Imperium, if Imperium couldn't win against them, I don't think the Brawling Brutes are going to be either. But that would be a hell of a rub, though. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be against it if it did happen, but I don't think it's going to happen. So... It will be a foundation or, you know, another step towards Sheamus versus Roman, which is a super fresh matchup if I've ever seen one. So, uh, yun, uh, it's still three on two when you think about it. So, uh, that's going to be why the Usos retain. Yeah, Tamasi Rodon, because Bruce, uh, Solo Sikoa is probably going to be there just, you know, for the numbers, para kahit papano, as, as much of the bloodline is there, despite uh, Sammy Uso not being present at uh, Crown Jewel. All right, let's take another break. When we come back, we'll go through the latter half of Crown Jewel. But first, another word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. 
This is the audio-only part of the podcast featuring the topics that we didn't have time to cover in the live stream. Let's start with R-Truth making another appearance on NXT. This was supposed to be his match against Grayson Waller. And then right as they went to commercial break, R-Truth took a nasty spill outside the ring and he had to get some help on his way back to the locker room. I'm not sure if it's a knee injury or a calf injury. Yung calf niya talagang namagay, the left calf after that bad landing. So do you have any details, Ro, kung ano yung extent ng injury our truth. Uh, wait, let me check real quick for an update. But from the spot that I saw, the, from the video that I saw, uh, he landed on his ankle and leg. So I don't think it was a, a knee thing. Might have been a torn calf or something, or a sana hindi ligament. But what uh, pang update on how bad it is and what exactly was injured? Again, we were talking about you know accidents. Unfortunate incidents in the ring back in our audio only for this week. So this is just another one of them. We know that our truth is agile enough to clear a tope like that from before. I saw the spot. And that's why he undershot the, the jump. And Waller was in position, but not the right position to catch him. So that's why he landed badly. And again, like many injuries that we have seen throughout this year and recently, it's just another one of those bad accidents. And such is, again, the nature of our sport. Yeah. Yeah. Really I bad gotta, break. Lang. Yeah. I gotta thank Bro because he corrected me. Like, I, I actually tweeted, and it's my mistake. I said the wrong details. Like, I thought Grayson Waller made the mistake. Like, I thought Mashadu Shang Malaya, but it was actually our truth. Like, he stacked, like, Sumabiches a rope. Mm. Yeah. These things happen at all levels that I got of the sport. So, all the best to our truth. I hope he's able to heal up and that we see him back in the ring sooner than later. All right. Speaking of NXT, we received news. Or, you know, we read and heard the news yesterday that five NXT talents were released this past week. Yung pinaka kilalang pangalan is Bodie Hayward, who has been prominently seen with Chase U, diba? So the other four names that were released were Sloane Jacobs, Erica Yan, Damaris Griffin, and Rufang. So we always say every time someone gets released, na, you know, we hope they're able to bounce back. And again, it, it's pretty unfortunate, pero I guess them's the breaks. Uh, so a lot of these names um, are on the level up circuit. So siempre, there's, there's still developmental to developmental. And you know, it was reported a while back that Triple H or the new regime, whatever, whoever it is, gave or gives everyone in NXT like a window to improve themselves. So if you don't show improvement within that window, you you get cut. So I think that's what happened here. But at the same time, but then again, we don't see the progression or lack thereof that they may have in the performance center. So it's not all bad because, you know, they're still at the very early stages of their career. So they can still go around and gain experience. Like for sure, a lot of these a lot of these guys and girls will be booked on the AEW Dark circuit. I know Sloan Jacobs has appeared on AEW Dark from before. So um it's just you know get as much experience as you could. It's not the end of the world. Um you don't have to stay in the performance center on NXT for a long time to get over to get far in your career. Uh there's always an opportunity to come back and after you have uh leveled yourself up, pun not intended. 
Kita mo, Rowan, sila six-month intervals lang yun, ano? yung evaluation. Buti ka pa, naka-one-year tryout ka na rito. <laughs> That's okay. anyway, I just want to say na uh, I'm actually surprised na Bodie Hayward was released. Kasi, yeah, me too. Kasi, like, he has a storyline, diba? Like, parang yeah. nagbe-build up na parang naingit siya kay uh, Duke Hudson, right? Yep. I'm actually surprised that he was released even if he's part of a storyline. Yeah. Hopefully, it, actually, hopefully, baka ma-incorporate within the storyline. Well, it's kind um, of when? incorporated already because this week on NXT, they kind of referenced it in a cheeky way when Thea Hale was looking sad and Sabine Andre Chase parang looks like something's missing and then the camera panned to the left and then there was nobody there. Like dropped ng class. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Normally, NXT wouldn't do that or WWE wouldn't do that. Yeah. Mm. Now they just do. And then I don't know if it's actually better or if it's sadder that way. I can't It's more tell. emotional because like, <laughs> I'm invested in Chase yeah. now. Yeah, pero yeah, pero ginamit nila yung ano eh, yung real life firing into a storyline. Like, I don't know if it's unjust or not the way he got released, pero they kind of made it utilitarian by uh, using it in a storyline. And I don't know if that's insensitive or what. Because a guy didn't lose his job, you know, he is trying to make it as a wrestler. And I don't know if you should be using that. I said, I'd be okay with it if the emotion they felt was genuine. Maybe that's how I be you. Okay with that. All right. Any other thoughts, Rowan? Or you, do you want to move on to the next topic? Uh, we, can, uh, we can move on to Slap Nuts. Okay. So yeah, let's talk about Jeff Jarrett. So he's now part of AEW. Earlier this year, he had left WWE, left his position of being Senior Vice President for Live Events. And after he debuted on Dynamite, he went after Darby Allin and declared war on the AEW locker room. So you got Rowan. My thoughts about on this debut? Yeah, I, I thought... Jeff Jarrett was still with WWE, pero actually he left no August papala. Yep, I'm really surprised there. So Jeff Jarrett returning or debuting on AEW and declaring war on the AEW locker room. Tony Khan has to think twice because magulo na ngay locker room nila. Eh. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe he's gonna be you know the another adult in the room, right? Yeah. So you know veteran presence and all that. Uh, I guess it's up to the kids now if they want to listen to him. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, kind of confused. Na parang okay, Jeff Jarrett being an active personality because we never really got that from him in WWE. But the most we got was that special guest ref spot in SummerSlam. I don't know if this is a hot take or what, but like having Jeff Jarrett as an active personality isn't really doing anything for me. Yeah, it's not for you. Because hindi ka naman sa heyday niya in the late '90s, in the mid to late '90s, and you don't watch TNA anyway. I've seen the reactions, and people are loving this. They love the Jeff Jarrett, a recognizable name. A big name from wrestling history is there to beef up the star power of AEW. So it's a net positive for them. The only thing is that Jeff Jarrett doesn't do anything shady, which he had done before, clearly. As long as he doesn't have the power to book himself, he should be fine. So yeah, uh, you don't, it's not for you. It's clearly not for you. Yeah. I mean, like a lot of the people in that segment aren't really my cup of tea, Dinaman. But you know, we've already talked about that on this podcast many, many times. All right, rounding up the audio only part. Emma has made her return to WWE as part of the SmackDown roster. She was the one who answered Ronda Rousey's open challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship. What do you think about this one, Rowan? This was a great reintroduction to Emma. Tagalan natin hindi siya nakita. And was she the first wrestler to be released and then reinstated twice? No, marami na rin nakano naka second return to WWE. Like if you go to their Wikipedia. All right, so about. But yeah, I'm really happy for Emma. Uh, like she really had a great performance. 
a great effort against Ronda Rousey. Usually, pagka back in Vince's day, siguro squash match lang yun. But nakita talaga natin who Emma is. Mm-hmm. Ikaw, Ro. Uh, I'm happy for Emma because Emma's really good. She is the forgotten pillar of the women's evolution. Because people mostly remember Paige, yeah. right? And then the four horsewomen, right? But she didn't get a fair shake. And she still did not get a fair shake because when she returned on SmackDown uh, last Friday, people did not know who she was. So is it WWE's uh, fault? No, it's not WWE's fault. I mean, what do you mean? In, in, she didn't get a fair shake. So is it still the WWE's fault that the people didn't recognize her? No, 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 no. I don't think it was WWE's fault. Because they did do a good job before trying to push Emma. But, you know, Shampre, it wasn't the best booking ever. So that's why she didn't really stick. But uh, she got such a lukewarm reaction. It was so sad. Because these people have been watching WWE and you can't not remember Emma. How can this woman get the Charlie Haas treatment from this crowd? Because she wasn't anyone, you know, she wasn't just about anyone, I think. Even with the weird dancing gimmick, that should have been enough for people to remember her. You weird dancing thing. And the one, so uh, the time she aligned herself with Santino. Yeah, that one, I don't remember much. But uh, the weird dancing thing alone was enough. Should have been enough for them to remember her by. I guess it also goes to show you that. Going to Impact doesn't really give you a major boost in your career, you know. Uh, as much as you know, Bobby Fish would like to <laughs> would like to hope so. Hindi talaga. Eh. So being a big name on Impact doesn't make you immediately a more recognizable name. So sayang lang. I just kind of felt sad that Michael Cole had formally reintroduced Emma and all her accomplishments on commentary, which is fair. You have to do that, pero. To me, you shouldn't have had to do that for Emma. Like, I don't know. Am I being crazy here? I kind of think the medyo unreasonable argument. Because like, if I were calling the show, I would have probably done the same thing Michael Cole would have done no, no, regardless no. of the response. No, no, no. Yeah. Gets uh, yun. It's just like, it's more of the principle now. Okay, you shouldn't have to reintroduce Emma. Like, you should, yes, but you also shouldn't have to. I think the blame falls on the fans more. Eh, uh, but did you kill Emma? Because if Ro, it seems like WWE did everything that they could to reintroduce Emma properly. It's just that the fans in that arena, for whatever reason, couldn't remember. So in that case, I don't think it's WWE's fault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not WWE's fault. I don't blame them at all. I blame the fans this time. Because when Triple H does these big returns, big surprises, they're usually done with the assumption that uh, you I would argue that Emma was a big return and they just did not give her that, yes, hot pop energy. So I'm so disappointed by the fans in that show. Yeah, I think it was in uh, Indiana. Uh, um, Eto, what if Emma had returned under her old NXT gimmick with the bubbles and that wacky music and the weird dance thing? Well, uh, would it have mattered? I don't think I don't, so. Sorry, growing. Like, she has a new identity and yung parang maangas na biker girl. Yeah. The Tenille Dashwood gimmick. Yeah, that, parang mas nakilala siya outside the WWE with that gimmick. No, hindi nga siya nakilala. Eh. Oh, sorry, sorry. Nakilala siya. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, if she, I mean, if she was known outside the WWE, she should have gotten a big reaction when she came back. No, no, no. I just think that the bubble thing gimmick, yung dancing gimmick, it's not gonna work since mas gumagana yung current gimmick niya. No, what Stan was asking is if they did use the NXT gimmick, would people have recognized her more? Not whether it would have worked. And I don't know. I don't think so. Because it's still Emma. Like they didn't change her name. They didn't really change her look all that much. She doesn't look like a completely different person. So if you don't know Emma, then you don't know Emma, no matter what gimmick she's doing. 
Yeah. Sayang lang. I'm with you guys here na Emma is a big return. And I wish it were a bigger deal than it appeared to be just because of the tepid crowd reaction. In which case, yung nga, parang nasa fans na yun eh. Alam mo yun, nasa live fans na yun eh. I don't really go through wrestling Twitter all that much anymore. So what was the response from the internet? I think they did know. Because the internet knows a lot more. So people were hyped for Emma, for sure. So usually kasi pag ganyan, it's the live audience who doesn't catch up. Because usually they're composed of casuals, a lot of casuals. So that also explains it, I think. Yeah. Probably would have been better to go to if it were a more if it were a smarkier city like uh, uh, New York or Chicago uh, or Philly, diba? All right, so there that wraps up the audio-only portion of this week's podcast. Thank you so much for catching everything we do, and we'll see you again next week. My shoutouts about Kumu. Uh, nothing new, uh, no new comments, but um, just want to say thank you to everyone who tuned in. So thank you again. We are now at three thousand two hundred seventeen likes, so that's pretty cool. Keep smashing those hearts, guys. Uh, and uh, let everyone know that you like Wrestling Talk on Kumu. All right. Uh, stick around for the audio-only version of the podcast, which goes up tomorrow because uh, we're going to talk about some additional topics that we don't necessarily have time for on the live stream. So we'll talk about our truths injury, really unfortunate stuff, uh, the NXT talents that got released, Jeff Jarrett's AEW debut, and the return of Emma to WWE. All of that will be part of the audio-only episode, which you'll catch tomorrow on your favorite podcatchers. All right, continuing on with the Crown Jewel predictions. Bray Wyatt has been booked for the show. He was announced as you know, he'll be making his presence felt. And we've already seen the latest vignette featuring Uncle Howdy. So how do you think this will shake out in Saudi Arabia? Nicola, like, <laughs> I got no clue. Like, I... This is, it's kind of weird to me that they, bo- they promoted the spot of uh, Bray Wyatt. I mean, so, it's Bray Wyatt. He's really yeah, hot right now. So yeah, I guess it I makes sense. I guess, but on Crown Jewel, like on a pay-per-view, uh, I don't know. It's probably not going to be a lot different from what we've seen over the past few weeks. Uh, he's going to come out and then Uncle Howdy's going to talk. Uh, he's going to co- interrupt him. So I just hope that they drive the story forward. Um, they brought up a good point on the Mass Man show now. Uh, a lot of this right now involving Bray Wyatt is just going to be building and telling the story. So he's not going to wrestle. So I got. I guess I wanted to ask you guys if that's okay with you. Are you guys okay with that? Nah. He doesn't look like he's going to wrestle anyone anytime soon. And this Wyatt 6 story is going to unfold over the next few months. Puro world building, eh, no? Yeah, I, I don't know how long it'll take before this thing becomes sort of pedantic. Yung paulit-ulit na lang siya. I know it's still early to say that, but I'm feeling like because we're just being teased week after week by who this Uncle Howdy is with these vignettes and him interrupting Bray Wyatt, Bray just pouring his heart out. While entertaining, may hangganan din siya. So I would much rather see a reveal than anything else. Because I'm very impatient that way. But, uh, for, yeah, no, but, I agree. I agree. Because uh, how much more? I mean, how many more promos can he do before people are like, "Oh, we don't care anymore." Right? You know what I mean? Like, maybe limit the type of of storytelling. That being said, I don't know what he's going to do in Crown Jewel, and I honestly don't know if this is the crowd 
for that because maraming casuals just sa crowd na yan. That's what they were banking on. That is why for the past few crown jewels, they bring back people like Goldberg uh, to to wrestle these shows. And now we have Brock on the same card. So I don't know if having a Bray Wyatt moment is the right move for his story moving forward. Rowan, kanina you said na you wanted Bo Dallas to be Uncle Howdier, to be part of the big reveal. But are you okay with the fleshing out and the world building that's going on right now? Uh, you mean like the... What, what do you mean? Can you please elaborate? No, yung, yung world building na ginagawa nila na promo after promo after promo ah, instead right. of, okay, may kalaban si Bray Wyatt, laban na agad. Actually, nababaduyan ako. Like, parang nah- natatagalan ako. Just like what Chino said. I'm pretty impatient about this and Puro segment na lang si Bray on SmackDown. So I'd love to see a reveal din for Crown Jewel. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, obviously it's a mystery. We'll find out what happens uh, come Crown Jewel on Sunday. Next up, Battle of the Monsters. It's Braun Strowman versus Omos. Okay, uh, I obviously we're going to expect uh, two really huge guys just going at it, probably destroying a part of ringside. So who do you think is going to come up with a win here, Chino? I am going to go with Braun because wrestling logic. He was what was that last week or this week where Omos knocked him out of the ring. So yeah. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say just because of that. Otherwise, I mean, yeah, ang dito kasi is lockups bases. That's picked up they sa and that'll be the match, right? That'll be the. Canadian destroyer. <laughs> if, if that happens, Rowan, mark it on the pod. Uh, November 3. Pag may nag Canadian destroyer dito sa dalawang to, pabayaan kita ng isang libo. 1,000 oh, pesos. Do your GCash. If yeah, there yeah. is a Canadian right. that's, destroyer. That's going to be rich. With, uh, yeah, that's putting that bet in. <laughs> oh my God. You are going. Pero pag wala, Rowan, no. Pucha, pag wala. Ano, ano, ano? Pag wala, pag wala. What are you willing to put on the line, young blood? Uh, what are you willing uh, to do? On the pod. On the pod. Okay, okay. You're going to talk that talk. Okay, witness tayo yung lahat na pag tama si Chino, sasayaw si Rowan ng talk that talk. Pag tama si Rowan... You don't have to do it uh, on the pod. Just record it for TikTok. For TikTok. Yeah. For TikTok. Yeah. We repost natin sa TikTok natin. Yes. We milk natin yung pagiging once ni Ronwa ASH. Right. Uh, yeah. Huh? Yeah. Uh, well, yes. I, I am I am a once that in. A very casual once. Me anyway. too. But, you know, we're not the ones who made the bet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh my God. First of all, how are they going to pull that off without one of them landing on their head? <laughs> yeah. All right, uh, Chino for the record. Chino prediction mo ulit? I say broad throw, just because, you know. Okay, bro. Uh, first of all, uh, this should have been on WrestleMania. Like, I don't, you know. It, yeah, gets go why they did it for the Saudi crowd. But uh, this is huge. They kind of rushed it because Omos wasn't doing much. And then suddenly he's back on the show. Then, you know, now there's a match. Uh, so I hope. This would be on WrestleMania instead. Uh, Braun for me because uh, they're really high on Braun right now. So poor Omas still isn't developing as nice as well as they want him to. So might as well I don't know, 
But, you know, uh, things could happen. You know, we could be wrong. Omos could steal a win. He does have MVP on his side. But Ron is mas may momentum siya. So I don't see how he loses here. Mm-hmm. He got Rowan. All right, first off, binabawi ko nisa sabi ko, there's no Canadian stars gonna happen. Wow. 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 Atras ba yung agad din? I don't want to humiliate myself. First right? of all, you guys have to consider the sheer size of both these men to know that that is physically impossible. You know, nagalit si Bruce, so corny daw. It's physically right. impossible. Bro. You let down your Dubber Cuds. <laughs> oh, no, we're rooting for you. Well, Dubber Cuds get used to disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> wow. At, at least, at least on this track. Dito lang. Dito lang The last anyway. time I heard that line, I was so disgusted. Now I'm just laughing because it's yeah. so sad. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, All right. I'll go for Omos. It's good uh, okay. to have you back, Rowan. It's good to have you back. <laughs> Welcome back, Rowan ASH. The sound you just heard was, you know, all of Rowan's Dabar cuts out there realizing <laughs> who they're standing. They're, they're hero. <laughs> they're realizing hero their bias is letting them down. <laughs> I mean, Superman <laughs> wears glasses. Sana ganyan din 31 million eh. Oh. <laughs> Next up, ito, another, I would say like a WrestleMania level match then. Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley. In the three weeks since these two have been at odds with one another, di pa rin natin alam ano yung beef nila with each other. Aside from, I guess, Brock costing Bobby the uh, US Championship. I guess you could make a case na it's them kind of building off of the Royal Rumble match. Na wala naman nangyari after because Brock immediately went following the Rumble. So uh, what do you guys think of this one? Let's start with, uh, with Roe. My biggest problem is they still haven't explained why. Like, we're supposed to take this at face value. Like, okay, uh, yes, we get it. They had an interaction earlier this year. Brock's won the championship from Bobby earlier this year. But, you know, that doesn't explain anything by itself. So they have tried to explain, but they're teasing us. They're kind of uh, they're interrupting us before we get the explanation. So I don't like that. I don't know why they're doing that. I don't believe that you should promote this just because it's a big match. So uh, that's what I don't like about it. That said, it's hard to see how Brock loses this one after he's eaten so many L's over the past few months. Yeah, when you put it that way, Ongano, Brock has been uh, steadily losing uh, because he's been feuding with Roman Reigns. So Rowan, it's going bounce back season, Brock. You know, I actually like to see a U.S. title match between these two. I don't care if mid-card title yon, But, oh boy, I just realized the U.S. title is not on the line here. Yeah, Pero, yeah. That w- I, like, like, I would have wanted that as well. Uh, like, well, as is Seth. I just realized that right now. Anyways, yeah, I would like Brock to win. Because, like, okay. pang rebound din. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Emil, uh, Brock is clearly the heel here because he cost Bobby yung title. Niya, and Bobby still doesn't know why Brock went after him. Or we yeah. don't know at least, diba, based Nobody on the knows. last few weeks. Mm. Chino, ito, a uh, question for you. What did you think Riddle was up to nung nilabasin ka niyang chinelas? <laughs> Whatever he was up to, I want some of that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we could all use a little bit of that in our lifetime. But for me, I'm going to say Brock Rim just because he really needs the W. Man. We really, he really needs people to take him seriously again. Why don't people take Brock seriously? He's taking a lot of L's and he's sort of been put on the wayside, so to speak. 
character. Parang, hindi naman siya naging comedy character. But then at the same time, he's not a main eventer anymore because Roman Reigns has taken that spotlight all uh, for himself. So with the win here, Brock might place himself up there. I know nakakasawa na yung ganung scenario the Brock versus Roman, but it might actually, for, for a talent of the caliber of Brock Lesnar, that might actually be the only way to go. Okay. Just to bring it back to yung chinelas ni Riddle, which you can see in uh, Rose virtual background. Guys, alam naman natin yung power ng chinelas. Gets ko yun. Pero ang layo ni Riddle dun kina Bobby Lashley and kay Brock, eh, paano yung sila matatamaan with the chinelas, di ba? <laughs> I like what Mickey said here. Brock isn't feeling very oozy. <laughs> I would love for someone to actually go up to Brock Lesnar and say, "Hey, bro, you're not feeling very oozy right now," and just to see what the reaction of Brock Lesnar. Sabi F five Right, last couple of matches here: Bailey and Bianca Belair in a last woman standing match for the Raw Women's Championship. <laughs> Ro, you seem very exasperated. Yeah, I'll say this is well. It's not really the I know they have been interacting since SummerSlam. That's since July, guys. It's uh, July, August, September, the five months now. So it's been almost five months of this feud. And yes, we have been getting it in different permutations, but it has been forever since these two have been facing each other. So I hope that one, this is the last, and by virtue of it being the last, Bailey should finally win because. It's there. Can we also point out how ridiculous they treated Nikki Cross? Because <laughs> Nikki Cross, yeah, Nikki Cross gets beaten by Bianca Belair relatively clean, and then they, she doesn't even get to explain why she interfered last week. So what, what's up with that? To quote the hurricane. So, uh, yeah, uh, Bailey's my prediction. Yeah, parang yeah, unanimous din dito sa comment section eh. Chino. Yeah, honestly, I'm with Ro here with regards to Nikki Cross. First of all, hindi nila explain kung bakit siya bumalik dun sa ating character. Now she's just acting crazy for no reason, which I guess was the point of her previous character. But there was no explanation for the retcon at all and for why she's in the title picture right now. But with that said, I guess they've moved on from Nikki Cross. I guess to be doing whatever she does. I want Bailey to win just because, first of all, tama din si Ro when he says this feud needs to end. And by virtue of Bailey winning and having the other two members of Damage Control walk away with the titles, we might actually see uh, Damage Control with all the belts in the women's division. All right. You got Rowan. Are you going to complete the sweep? Yeah. Bianca should take a rest. I think it's Bailey's time. It's been a long time since she held the title, and I think must deserve the title win. Actually, you know, I predicted she would win the ladder match last Extreme Rules, yeah. but it's not that yeah, we were all expecting then and uh, Bailey would win, but that didn't happen. And I guess they were waiting for like a big moment in Saudi over Philly. I don't know. I don't know why it's Saudi though. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Like yeah, wala naman atong target market Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, your guess is as good as mine. Uh, just to answer Janelle's question here, actually, the first major title change in Saudi was probably Goldberg defeating The Fiend for the Universal Championship. And let's no. not speak of that moment again. Is it Fiend versus Seth? No, it was The Fiend and Goldberg. Universal title, diba? I think, no, The Fiend won at Crown Jewel 2019, I believe. Ah, yes, that happened too. Well, it's hard to remember anything fiendy. You know. uh, that's not very oozy. Move on, Atayo. All right, let's talk about 
the main event, Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. And I don't know, I, I think all of us can agree naman uh, the Tribal Chief will continue to be undisputed WWE Universal Champion. So instead, I'm going to ask you guys what you expect to see out of this match. Let's start with Rowan. Dusty finish. I think Logan will win, pero baka there's going to be a DQ ending. Basta, it will end up Roman retaining the title. That's the way I see it. Okay. Ikaw, Chino. It, it's weird that Rowan said that because by virtue of a dusty finish, hahaba lang tong feud na to. And I don't yeah. know if anybody wants that. I don't know if Logan Paul wants to wrestle as much as as Roman Reigns does. Because this might just be good for a one shot, and that's it. I don't know how many people will actually be on this feud. Because Logan Paul or the Pauls in general are such polarizing characters that it's hard to buy them as faces. If anything, lumalabas pang face yung Roman Reigns dito sa scenario na to by virtue of him being liked by the sports of the world. But that said, I mean, Logan can wrestle. I saw that on our TikTok. People saying that Logan can wrestle. So that's actually a good thing for him. Kasi tong match na to might actually bode well for storytelling and delivering that underdog moment. And then at the end of the day, you know, we want to see the tribal chief walk away with both belts. Yeah, it's interesting, Chino, that you said now Roman comes off looking like a babyface next to Logan Paul. And I think the only way Logan Paul looks like a babyface today is to probably have him feud with Kanye West or Kyrie Irving. Igaro, what are your expectations out of this match? I'm going to expect that they're going to have a good match. Yeah, Logan uh, Logan Paul, as we saw from the match versus The Miz, but he's pretty good. And he's going to go out there. He's going to give an, a hell of an athletic performance. And then that's going to be it. It's going to be a one shot, as Chino said. He is going to have a good match for the good reviews. And that's about it. I think that's all he cares about, really. All right. Kayo, let us know in the comments your predictions in your for Crown Jewel. That's it. Those are our predictions. Again, you can catch the show on the WWE <laughs> Network. Midnight on Sunday, Manila time. Right? Tagalog commentary totally available. Okay, as we begin to wind down here, we're reminding everyone again that the audio-only version will feature some additional topics that we don't have time for here on the podcast. Dynamic feedback. <laughs> someone's not. Uh, someone's not wearing their headphones properly. Anyway, we'll uh, get to our picks of the week. You guys know what to do. Leave it in the comment section. Just one lang, a one pick of the week per uh, person. Let's start with the returning Rowan Ash. The week three. Really, three way because the long in ring. Hey, lang Rowan, time out, muna. I think there's something wrong with your mic and your headphones. Kaya nagfi feedback and yeah, we can't really hear you. Yeah, so yeah, reconnect mo ni audio mo. Let's go to Chino here while uh, Rowan takes care of the tech issue. Yeah, so my pick of the week goes out to uh, Tales from the Territories, uh, the new Vice series from The Rock. The Rock and his life partner and producing partner Danny Garcia put out. Uh, Nina life partner si Danny Garcia. Uh, he has a different wife. Yet. Oh, okay. Yes. okay so it's, it's his ex-wife. Okay. Yeah, tama tama. Okay. Sorry, but yeah, his former life partner and current producing partner. They put out this amazing. Like, I think it's four episodes. Five I've episodes. Five episodes. Now I've only seen three of them. So far, they're pretty good. They are roundtable discussions of different aspects of the territory. So you get to hear the thoughts and stories from the likes uh, of Dutch Mantel, uh, formerly known as Zeb Coulter. You get to hear stories from Jeff Jarrett and Jerry the King Lawler. 
So to me, that was the most interesting episode, yung episode about Andy Kaufman. Because as a comedian myself, seeing the interrelationship of stand-up and comedy and the wrestling world just brings such a smile to my face. So if you guys are a big fan of history, and if you guys like watching something from time to time, you'll check out Tales from the Territories. Yeah, plus one ako just sa Tales from the Territories. Good stuff. There are five episodes na nga, so go check them out if you get a chance. Alright, my pick of the week is the Uzi Bloodline segment from SmackDown. I think it's pretty obvious why that's the pick of the week. Every one of us really enjoyed it. We're still making references to things being Uzi and not Uzi. So there, that's my self-explanatory pick of the week. So okay, let's try Rowan's audio again and check if it's working now. Check one, two. My good. Yon. There, Yon. Well, what I like is a stipulation where whoever wins will pick their own dream opponent. So, ang lumabas is Shibata. So, that's what I really like about the match. And I also like how two small guys in Orange Cassidy and Ray Phoenix teaming up on the big dude on Ruchasaurus. All right. How about you, Ro? Your pick of the week. Okay. Um, my pick of the week is from Raw. Seth Rollins versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. That was a pretty fun match. Shemper, when they give time to the wrestlers to wrestle, they pull out pretty good stuff, especially when you got two high-level talents in Seth and Theory. So if you're still not into Austin Theory as a wrestler, might want to rethink that so he can, he can hang. All right, let's go through the comments real quick. Yung mga picks of the week. Fred picks the UC segment. Bruce picks Rollins Theory. Glendale picks Alpha Academy's Chippendale entrance. Yung Patrick Swayze and Chris Farley costumes nila. Emil picks the Bloodline segment. Si James Andre, his Facebook user. He picks John Moxley versus Lee Moriarty. Albert Keane picks the Shinsuke Nakamura and Great Muta announcement. Si Janelle, same pick. Ina picks Kasuyori Shibata appearing on Dynamite. Leo picks the UC segment. Admin Angelo picks Johnny Gargano's reveal. Lots of UC picks for good reason. Lance picks Marina Shafir versus Jade Cargill. Favorite niya kasi Marina Shafir, guys. Yeah, it's obviously sarcastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, Ian, to answer your question, Seth versus Theory, was it a non-title match? Yeah, yeah, sorry. It was, sorry. My bad. I thought, you know, it was so good that I thought it was a title match. Mm. Mickey picks yung, I, I guess, the wedding pictures. Nina Seamus and his new wife. Sina Miro's, Claudio Castagnoli, and Drew. Drew McIntyre were also groomsmen at the at the wedding. So that's pretty fun. Seamus has been posting more photos over the last few days. So congrats again to the fella and his new missus. Julian also picks the UC segment. And Julian, tama na, sabi nga, one lang per person eh. Anyway, we're about to get to the end of the pod. So, Chino, let's get to your plugs. What's happening outside of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast? So this week on the Glass Clown Podcast, I have a very special guest who is a Flip Top rapper, one of the original rappers from Flip Top. Si Batas joins me uh, this week on the Glass Clown Podcast. I get to talk to him about Flip Top. I've always been curious about battle rap in the Philippines, especially. So I really pick his brain about that, as well as all his other side projects. You know that he's in a metal band? Because I did not. And we get to talk about that on this week's episode of the Class Clown Podcast. That drops tomorrow on all your favorite podcast aggregators. For Chino, all the things that, sorry, what's up? Did you rap mo ba si Batas? No, no. I'm not that quick with it, Stan. I'm not MC. <laughs> 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 All 
Uh, so, kung gusto nyo ako, awayin sa TikTok natin nyo doon, at Chino Supersize. And for all the things that I'm up to, linktr.ee slash Chino Supersize. Alright, how about you, Ro? Alright, first, I got a new cover story on multisport.ph. I talked to Olympic, Olympian, but Olympian, and uh, a record-breaking pole vaulter, EJ Obiena. So, I got to talk to him and write about him so that's pretty cool and siyempre uh, if you want to support local wrestling as well uh, you can subscribe to Manila Wrestling Federation's Gank or also get a ticket to Noche Buena which is happening on December 11 it's at uh, you can just get your tickets at TicketToMe.net if you get a ticket you can also get free access to the upcoming Action Aveda TV taping on November 13. So uh, it's a good deal all around and pretty affordable as well. But you can also subscribe to the gang. Just go to manilawrestling.com. It's only for $10 or whatever that is now in pesos. You can pay via GCash as well. So a lot of other things, a lot of good things accessible to you. And also, if you want to be, if you want to try your hand at wrestling, there are two avenues to do that in now first is Escuela de Leon Jake de Leon's Pro Wrestling 101 held in Origins Athletics this one is more if you just want to try it and if you also kind of want to try it as a fitness activity not really looking to get into the business or anything you can try that there's a uh, bit uh, it's at bit.ly slash Escuela de Leon and then there's also the Manila Wrestling Federation factory if you have more concrete dreams of being a pro wrestler in the Philippines if you want to join a company afterwards or get the chance to join a company afterwards you can do that I believe the sessions start this weekend this Sunday actually but you can still sign up and pay for a spot in those sessions. Just go to the Manila Wrestling Federation Facebook page to kickstart your dreams of being a Filipino pro wrestler. And as always, um, follow us on TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. I know you get the videos on Facebook and Twitter as well, but siyempre, you see it first on TikTok and you see the people I complain about online. All right. Thank you very much to everybody who joined us, those who tuned into the stream, those who are checking out the audio-only version. Thank you so much for being a part of our regular live stream. We'll catch you again next week, probably for an audio-only, definitely for another live stream as we review Crown Jewel. And I hope uh, to, uh, to get some feedback from you as we do Tagalog commentary for Crown Jewel on the WWE Network. So on behalf of Romoran, Chino Liao, and the returning Romain, ASH. My name is Stan C saying thank you to the PNA crew for their work behind the scenes. Please keep your masks on if you can and get your vaccines and boosters if and when you can. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast out. Stay Usi. Stay Usi. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Music